Greetings, Meltopians. If you've become enthralled by the dark wastes and nightscapes of Meltopia, and want to further explore its Stygian depths, consider joining our Patreon. For $2 a month, you could become a Meltopian and gain access to the darkest artworks, as well as written mythos pieces contained in the Melgrim, entries in Meltopia's own dark encyclopedia, and the legendary Corpus Diabolos, an elite publication containing essays written by the most esteemed dark scholars. For $5 a month, become a feared mailsayer and gain early access to episodes on the Meltopia and Sleepwake Cycle podcasts, and listen to new episodes of our audio series, Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book. And for $10 a month, join the ranks of the Melsapien, where you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, October's Children, as well as gain access to found recordings discovered throughout the world in The Weird Tapes. But if you're not ready to delve into the pitch just yet, and would rather swim the shallows to test the blackened waters, you can explore our public page which contains our entire backlog of Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book, episodes from the Meltopia podcast, which all together number over a hundred episodes. So, whether you want to become a full denizen of the dark, or simply peruse the public archives, come visit us at patreon.com forward slash Meltopia. That's M-A-E-L- T-O-P-I-A. Now, without further ado, enjoy the show. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Darkness is 
Signs along my drive indicated I was entering a city called Honey Flats, but the sights suggested I was pulling up to the fall of civilization itself. Thousands of people were out in force, dressed in matching black rags, all of which were sporting the same symbol, a crudely painted red eye sporting what looked like devil horns and a halo. Bobbing along within the waves of extremists soared large pikes. Upon them were impaled various human corpses, all of them conspicuously absent the regalia of the stampeding crowds. On any other day, the crowds themselves would have constituted the most outstanding sight, but these were different times. So the gigantic statue looming behind the maniac crowds didn't initially jump out at me. Smoke from at least a dozen uncontrolled fires made it hard to make out, but from what I could tell, it was a seated demon comprised of countless and varied religious symbols. Crosses, honks, pentagrams, the Star of David. Rolling down the windows, I decided to take in the sounds, get an earful of the local patter. Surrender yourselves, you heretics, for the new lord of the spheres is upon us. Genuflect, you beasts of man, you unclean heathens. Come into the new light. Know its purity, its power. I needed to blend in, narrow the spiral, so that I might move about with relative anonymity. Driving around the countryside wasn't going to get me any closer to my companions and the city was as good a place as any to start looking in earnest. I was annoyed that I'd only just gotten comfortable in my new clothes, but the spiral must have its way. Always. Parking my car along the corpse-piled gutter of a side street, I slipped into the dull gray of the smoky streets. This arm of the spiral was at its widest, requiring that I stay to the shadowy periphery of my prey, observing and strategizing. 
Apart from the giant statue, crowds, chanting, fires, and corpses, there were the same apocalyptic deformations to the world I'd encountered along the open road. Having traveled roughly a hundred miles, I watched as bizarre, even demonic statues, bone-hewn forts, structures created from seemingly non-Euclidean geometry, littered meadow after forest after field. And through it all, I remained ignorant of the cause. Every channel I could raise from the radio was just a platform for more lunacy. And as far as I could tell, whatever had happened to me, had happened to everyone, all over the world. I followed a trail of reddened scabs, which looked to me as if they were intended to function as rose petals. <laughs> I couldn't say that I was crazy about the new world but it did have a certain spite for the old one that I appreciated. At the end of the winding, grotesque trail, and at the back of an alleyway etched with some fairly elaborate pictograms, I found a small representation of the lunatics from the street, gathered around a miniature version of the much larger statue I'd seen minutes before. They were groveling through some kind of prayer. <laughs> They didn't even bother to break off their mantra as I approached. There was no need to waste the spiral on them. Why is it that after just one look at an exposed, uncomfortable truth, idiots like you make for the idols? <laughs> Your escape hatches. Heathen, how dare you challenge the new truth? Your place is upon a pike! <laughs> From what I can see, it's only been a few days since we all woke up, and already you've organized your collective stupidity. Symbols, statues, catchphrases. Before all this started, you were all probably average, everyday rabble. But now, you're speaking like zealots. Kill him! Offer up his skin! Yes, by all means, take my skin. I was thrilled when the tallest of the bunch pulled out a gun. A Desert Eagle, no less. I just had to make sure he didn't waste the ammunition. Ah! My eyes! I'm... I'm blind! What do you need with eyes when you have your faith to guide you? Now, which one of you is next to receive their wounds of faith? Get out of the way, George, so I can shoot him! No, George, please. Stay where you are. Collarbones make such wonderful handles. Don't you agree? Ah, let me go! Please! Don't shoot, Mike! He's, he's got me! I, I can't get out of the way! Don't worry, George. Mike can't shoot you, now that I have his gun. Ah! My hand! He's got my gun! Indeed I do. Which means, unfortunately for George here, and your unnamed and blind companion, I only need one of you left alive. What? What do you want from me? I'll, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Just, just, just don't kill me. Why, certainly. Just tell me about your new truth. Be quick. We, we woke up around him, worshipping him, baptized in his blood. He's, 
He's the truth that's the center of all faiths, the unity of a million beliefs, the, the one true God, Magosa. Magosa, huh? What anointed cleric of the new truth spitballed that name? Or was it written on the side of the statue? <laughs> it was on the tips of our tongues when we woke up. We, we just knew it. Well, I think that's about all the information I require. Give my regards to Magosa. The concentrated stench of more corpses pushed into me the second the door opened, the cheap lock snapping like a twig. It was all but certain that the gun shops and the hardware stores had all been picked clean. So scouring the apartment complex I found tucked behind a smoking donut shop was my best bet for some decent gear. With the power out, small gas lights and battery-powered lanterns punctuated the dark hallways, making my pilfering less of a chore. And as it turned out, the place was a veritable smorgasbord of weaponry and materials that could easily be fashioned into more. My immediate needs satisfied, I allowed the less germane sights to settle across my attention. Ignoring the fact that I was almost certainly still inside an apartment complex, I could have been forgiven for thinking I'd entered a Halloween spook house. The overdone gore and profusion of staple horror props, skulls, corpses, blood, suggested a sophomoric grasp of fear, at most. Moving deeper into the building, however, a more cultivated hand took over for the horror shows of lesser talent. Gone were the various mutilated corpses and pointless messages scrawled in blood across the walls. In their stead, crowds of horrific shadows somehow impressed upon the walls, ceilings, and floors. Fascinated with the phenomenon, I paused to study the closest subject. Pressing delicately my fingertips across the edge of the shadow, where the darkness became ordinary wall, I sensed no disruption of continuity, no paint, scoring, nothing. The texture was uniform across the surface. My sensation of touch was quite developed, having had to rely on it often within several of my... <laughs> pursuits. But while the texture refused to begrudge any hints, temperature wasn't so stingy. The parts of the wall where hung a shadow were cold to the touch, some more than others. Notably, those shadows that were clearly inhuman were appreciably colder. Unsurprisingly, I'd yet to encounter any living occupants of the building, as the sights likely drove everyone screaming into the streets. Yet, whenever I moved through a patch of unbroken darkness, it was as if I were walking through a crowd, just a hair's breadth between me and a teeming multitude. Not knowing what had happened to the world since I awoke, it was imperative I took nothing for granted. So, regardless of how comfortable I felt within the dark, for now at least, it was best I kept to the light. Caution lies upon the distant arms of the spiral, 
evaporating the further one moves along it, eventually becoming clarity, then certainty, and finally, precise action. Curiosity, however, is only a reason to enter the spiral, and has no place along its quiet, curving length. So when the hallway veered into a very unusual room, I stepped upon the corkscrewing way, eager to spite myself to see what there was to see. It was a bedroom built to absurd dimensions, getting wider and taller the further I went. At least two of the above floors had to be partially annexed to make room for the focus of the room. A massive closet door. Despite its size, it was ordinary enough, all except for the huge note tacked to it. A child's handwriting scratched out a little message. Scritch scratch, pitter patter, thumpity thump. What's the matter? Can't you hear me bump? Hurry up, turn the knob and open the door, so I can eat you up. I stepped out of the spiral, filled with the details of the room. Cute. I suspect I should hear the scratching at any moment, yes? While nothing answered me as I departed, I couldn't help but wonder what might have lurked the other side of the big door, only moments before we all woke up. Moving through a labyrinth of interconnected office spaces at the bottom of the building, I came across a small coffee shop, or the ruins of one, at any rate. Even the marching crowds raging outside the window failed to distract me from the solitary old man sitting at the counter, a man attired as a Catholic bishop, no less. The now familiar symbol of Magosa messily disrupted the outfit's smart symmetry and coordinated colors, and the counterfeit cleric smelled of raw sewage. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to be an ironic symbol, or just some reveler who had stumbled upon a Christmas costume. Either way, I felt like a conversation, something casual. You know, cleric, even if you'd been the real thing, a poser to knowledge dressed in expensive finery, I wouldn't kill you. The way I see it, those godfathers might be out of a job. I think the chickens might have found a whole new pecking order now. Oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> Seems hard to believe I could miss someone as big as yourself. That's too bad, you know. Not wanting to kill me, I mean. Because I am a bishop. Archbishop Walter Elliot Roberts. I served the spiritual needs of my people for years. And now... Now I'm a coward or bows to false gods for fear of his life. Now I'm just an old man of a broken faith. You'd be doing this old fart a favor if you killed him. What I can't bring myself to do. Broken faith, huh? Does that mean you've become a rationalist? A man of reason and common sense, cleric? I can't say it's a great club, but certainly not one worth killing yourself over. I... I woke up in a sewer, where I had apparently been busy baptizing rotted corpses with defecate and urine. How could God allow such a thing? 
The answer must be, he couldn't, because I fear there is no God. <laughs> Baptizing corpses in shit and piss, huh? Now, there's an appropriate metaphor. I take it you've never known faith, have you? You're absolutely incorrect, cleric. Why, I've possessed my fair share of faith. And by that I mean, I've added up my experiences to arrive at a weak conclusion. Even invested in a few of those poor deductions. And almost always to my chagrin. Then you've never known faith at all. Oh, not all, cleric. I see it plainly, far more so than yourself. Faith is not distinct from reason, which is merely a chain of associations with which one comes to believe a thing. It's just that the chains of faith are forged from shoddy reasoning. Do you really think your brain is doing something magical when you steeple those bejeweled fingers of yours? No, you're just adding incorrectly, giving too much credence to feelings and far too little to facts. Faith is merely what happens when you add four and four and get ten. Just bad math, but math nonetheless. I wonder what faith you might find when they come for you to bend your knees before that, that abomination they prostrate to. Why, I intend to do just as you have, Cleric. Adopt the faith, if only provisionally. I'll strip it from one of their bodies and wear it amongst them, their abomination symbol proudly emblazoned upon my chest. But unlike you, I will then kill as many of the fools as needed to get what I want from them. Then I will be off again, my knees no worse for wear. You have quite a bit of confidence in yourself, my giant friend, but I wonder just how it will all unravel when the moment is upon you. It will unravel almost as exactly as I've calculated. They will return for you here, where they left you to wait, while they determined what was to be done with you, a legitimate man of the cloth. Even if that cloth reeks of piss and shit, almost certainly they will choose to kill you. You will placate their new god, as a sacrifice, a smartly dressed pig for the slaughter. But you needn't worry about that now, at least not right now. For I will kill them when they come, as they will likely have a large man with them, an enforcer, someone whose marked clothing I might make do with. After that, you can run if you wish, to wherever you wish. You see, I want you to suffer a little longer, in your new and agonizing sobriety. And how do you know it will all happen, just as you say? Because, unlike you, I am very, very good at math. <laughs> Why, I might even be a bona fide mathematician. And it seems my students are just in time to learn their final lesson. Get up, blasphemer. Your place has been determined. Wait, who are you? Where, where did you come from? I am Baron. It is both a name and a description. And I've come for you. Or, more specifically, I came for that shirt of yours. Though, it looks like it might be a little tight on me. 
Wrong, scum. You came to join that one in the fire, to appease the one true god. He who grants the one everlasting- Generally, I wouldn't waste the ammunition. But I wanted to make certain my homemade suppressor worked. That, and I missed pointing my hand and watching people die. Now, Cleric, as I assured you, you're free <laughs> to suffer. May, may I, may I travel with you? I've, I've nowhere to go, no one to help me. So, you witnessed my power, and now you wish to serve me. You waste very little time, old Cleric, in seeking out new idols. But no, you may not follow me. I will, however, give you a gift. You may spend that bullet on preserving yourself in the solid world. The one you've professionally denied for so long. Or, you may do as you've always done. Resist the truth. And sleep one last time. I... I, I can't. Please, please help me. You are so very much like I was. When I was born into the real world, it was no less inhospitable to me, old man. The world pulled me wet and cold and screaming from my itinerant mother, set me down upon the filth of an abandoned barn. We lived homeless, stole and scavenged what we needed. Chickens snatched from untended pens, roadkill, trash from dumpsters. My mother and father perished from disease, quietly, pointlessly, as if they'd never been. I left them where they died, in a condemned car factory on the outskirts of some dingy city. I've deliberately forgotten its name. And so I was alone. And that's when the world put a gun in my hand, asked me to make my decision. The same one you will make, today, now. I'm sure you can tell what I decided. We are born into the jaws of the world, Cleric. And the best we can do is kick on our way down its throat. Farewell, former Archbishop Walter Elliot Roberts. I don't think we'll meet again. It only took him a moment to reach his inevitable conclusion. But I was glad he finally had the chance to make an informed decision. I was also right about the shirt. It fit terribly. Red Mother is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Stephen Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. <laughs>